Welcome, everyone. Welcome back. Welcome back to a year of grace with your something new podcaster, your something new blogger. It's Shannon, y'all, and I am delighted to welcome you back to today's podcast episode seven, if y'all can even believe that goodness. Y'all, many of you have reached out since last time and shared how exciting you found our work to be. We were in the Psalms together, and then we were in the book of First Peter together, and many of you have shared that for you, both the Old and the New Testaments are coming together in such a way that you were understanding continuity in God's Word for perhaps the first time. Y'all, that is an incredible blessing for this Texas girl to hear. I remember so vividly when that began to happen for me as well. I've shared with y'all that when I began to study God's Word, and I only had my small child's Bible, a very, very small, not much bigger than an iPhone-sized Bible, a beautiful little white Bible. And I studied it, and I read it, and then finally, when my girl, when Megan was several months old, she and I went to Half Price, to the Half Price bookstore, and chose my first big girl Bible, (laughs) my first grown-up Bible. She, in her car seat, in her car seat carrier, sitting there on the floor next to me, where I had pulled over a chair and I had piled Bible after Bible after Bible. And I sat on the floor next to her and I flipped through all of these Bibles, trying to find a Bible where I could study and learn and it wouldn't be too complicated for me. I could understand I could begin to make sense of God's word in a whole new way. I had my books, as I shared with you, my wonderful books by Elizabeth George that helped me begin to understand that God was speaking directly to my heart as a woman, as a wife, and now as a mom. And I could take those scriptures that Elizabeth would cite in her books and I could go to God's word and I could see God's word begin to come alive. 
begin to resonate in my heart. Y'all know me by now that I am extremely tender-hearted. I feel things so deeply. I am definitely your friend that cries at commercials. I am definitely your friend that cries when I read the Little House on the Prairie books. I am definitely your friend who cries when I watch Little Women with June Allison and Elizabeth Taylor as Joe and Amy. I'm that friend of yours. I'm the friend who cries when I pray for you day after day. The friend who cries when I pray for your sweet families and the needs that you share. I'm the friend who cries when I pray for the desires of your heart that you've shared. I am pulling for you. I am cheering for you. I want your success. I want your best life. Not not to transition the word I hate more than just about any other word. Not to transition one day for you. I want your best life for you today. And I know the only way for you, the only way for me to live our best life is to live it through God's word. I know this to be true. And y'all are starting to share that you are seeing his word come alive in the Old Testament, in the New Testament, and you're starting to feel that same hunger. That, to me, is a miracle. It's a miracle. It was a miracle when it began to happen to me. It's a miracle now that it's happening to so many of you. It's a blessing. It is a joy. When we began our study together for a year of grace, y'all know we started in the Psalms. Y'all know we started in Psalm 67, verses 1 and 2. And just like always, I will read those two verses aloud if you are considering that it may be time to go and buy a Bible now. I think that is wonderful. In fact, if you would like recommendations about a Bible, I would be happy. I would be delighted to share some with you. I have been Bible shopping with so many sweet dearies, not just for themselves, couple Bibles, Bibles for children, Bibles for sons who are really struggling in their faith. Just let me know and I would be delighted to help with recommendations. The words of Psalm 67 verse 1 say, May God be gracious to us and bless us and make his face shine upon us. Verse 2 goes on to say that your ways may be known on earth, your salvation among all nations. Y'all know 
that this grace that we speak of is that unmerited, undeserved favor from our Father into our lives. Last time when we were together, we spent time in the New Testament book of 1 Peter as we began to explore the giftings that our Father has on our lives, the grace that he shows us in gifting us. Let me read 1 Peter 4, verse 10. Each one should use whatever gift he has received to serve others, faithfully administering God's grace in its various forms. Now, remember, as we shared, each one should use whatever gift he has received. Not if he has received. (laughs) He has received. I've had a few questions about what if I'm the only one who did not get a gift from our father? Well, you did. Each one of us has been gifted from our father with at least one gracious gift with which we serve the body of believers, with which we serve our families, with which we serve our sweet sisters, our friends, our colleagues, our neighbors. You are not the only person that there ever was who did not receive a gift from our gracious Father. I can promise you, you received a gift. Now, when I come back from this very short break, we are going to press on and learn more about how to discover what those gifts might be. I will be right back. Hi, this is Meg, and you are listening to A Year of Grace by the Something New Podcaster. She'll be right back after this short break. to the specific gifts we have been given. There is probably no better place in God's word where we can begin our look than the book of Romans. Now, Romans, it is believed, was written in the spring of A.D. 56. In Romans was a letter written by Paul as he was beginning his preparations, his work to leave and head to Jerusalem, where he most likely arrived in A.D. 58 or 59. Now, 
This letter by Paul was written to mostly a Gentile audience. In it, his goal was to explain the principles of the Christian life because he wanted the Gentiles to know these principles. He wanted them to put these principles into practice. And so this letter forms instructions to his audience to help them, to advise them. Now, I am going to read probably our longest passage yet. This is from the book of Romans written by Paul. I'm going to be reading in chapter 12, verses 3 through 8. And y'all, I know that you will be astounded by how much of God's word you already know and understand. Romans 12 verse 3 begins with this phrase, For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, For by the grace given me, the grace. Remember, we've learned in the New Testament that grace means the word charis. Think of it, charisma. Charis. For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not Think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the measure of faith God has given you. In accordance with the measure of faith God has given you. We will be returning to this statement very, very soon in our time together. Just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ, we who are many form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. Now, we spoke at length about this topic. This concept should be ringing true in your hearts. Verse 6, we have different gifts, different gifts, grace, gifts, charis, charisma, according to the grace given us. That should be ringing true in your heart based on our studying together. Now, in the letter from Paul, he is going to now lay out those different gifts that members of the same body of Christ have been given. Here he goes. If a man's gift is prophesying, 
let him use it in proportion to his faith. We'll return to that phrase, in proportion to his faith. If it is serving, let him serve. If it is teaching, let him teach. If it is encouraging, let him encourage. If it is contributing to the needs of others, let him give generously. If it is leadership, let him govern diligently. If it is showing mercy, let him do it cheerfully. Hmm. I wish, sweet dearies, that we were all gathered (laughs) and I'm making the same arm movement. I am gathering you together with me in a warm embrace. I wish we were gathered together all in one room right now because I would so welcome the chance to see your sweet faces in front of me. The gifts that Paul writes of to the Gentiles in A.D. 56, he is writing to all of us, sweet sisters, today. God's word is the same yesterday, Today and tomorrow, I know that many of you see grace giftings in your lives from the list that I just read from Paul's letter found in Romans chapter 12. And... From all of my years teaching women's Bible study, I know that I have more than a few of you who are a bit more skeptical and a bit more contrarian than this Texas girl. And I know that you are sitting with your arms crossed, shaking your pretty little heads at me, telling me that there's not a gift there for you. Yes, there is. Yes, there is. Now, how can we get to that gift? Our first choice is prayer. We can pray. If I had kept a list, sweet y'all, of everything that I have prayed to our Father about, Over the years of my walk with him, it would be staggering. I pray about everything, literally everything. We can pray. We can seek counsel from a godly sweet sister. Sometimes what we can't see We are simply scared to see. Sometimes what we can't see, we simply don't want to see because intuitively we know that by seeing it, 
we will be forced to act. And in those actions, our lives will change. And that change is powerfully overwhelming. And we are afraid. We can trust God with those fears. We can pray. We can seek sweet counsel. We can take our Father at His Word, living in the world in which He has placed us, and we can see for ourselves which of these gracious giftings ring true in our lives. When I return, I will share with you the story that I promised you last time, and we will close with that story for today. I will be right back. Hi, this is The Chief, and you are listening to A Year of Grace by The Something New Podcaster. She'll be right back after this short break. Sweet, y'all. I have shared with you that my love for teaching God's Word, for writing Bible studies specifically for my sweet sisters, for sharing God's word with my sweet sisters, all became a reality for me one beautiful afternoon when my girl was not yet four and was still napping in the afternoons, I was quite organized with her schedule. And typically, around 1 o'clock until around 3 o'clock each day, she napped. And I used that time with devotion for Bible study for myself. And one day... As I was running a smidgen behind schedule, I was still folding laundry and almost done after I had put her down for her nap. I was in the habit of watching a lot of Christian programming and I had, I think, the Word Network on TV, if my memory serves me correctly. That was a long time ago, but I'm thinking it was the Word Network. And James and Betty were on television interviewing beautiful and talented singer-songwriter Kathy Tricoli, who was quite nervous to be interviewed. And To help with her nerves, she had brought along her sweet friend, Beth Moore, to the interview. Now, I had never heard of either one of them. I loved hearing Kathy. But when Beth opened her mouth to speak and to share about her friend, literally, y'all, I went from standing next to the side of the bed folding laundry to 
almost melting on top of the bed. I was so transfixed by her words because she shared enough of her story that I felt a kinship with her. I felt a common ground with her, not in the specifics of her life, but in the kinship of the work that our father had done in our lives. Now, I had no idea how old she was. I didn't know if she was married. I didn't know if she had children. I knew nothing about her at all. But I remember them mentioning that you might be able to find a resource or two that she had prepared at Lifeway. And I was overwhelmed with delight because at the time, we lived within five minutes of a beautiful Lifeway Christian store. Well, as I said, late in the afternoon, when Megan would get up from her naps, she and I would have a snack and we would play and then our afternoon would begin to wind down before the chief would come home and we would have dinner and our evening activities. But I knew the next morning she and I would be at Lifeway before they opened because this is what I thought, y'all. I thought the show was airing for the first time and I thought that I was not the only girl who wanted these resources, this teaching that Beth had provided for us all. And I really thought that Lifeway might run out. (laughs) And so I knew we were getting up early. Megan was having breakfast early. and, And if there was a line at Lifeway, and I thought there was a good chance there would be, she and I would be close enough to the front of the line that maybe at least one resource would still be available. Now, y'all know by now that in Texas, when we say bless your heart, we really mean, oh goodness, (laughs) that's kind of pitiful and sad. (laughs) And bless my heart, y'all, that's what I thought. I had no concept of the work that the Lord had done in Beth's life with her teachings So we went to Lifeway, and I remember very clearly how warm and humid it was at 9.30 in the morning. Each window display was filled with Vacation Bible School goodies. And so Megan had already picked out a few things that she was hoping that we would buy while we were there. A little sand pail and a little floaty for the pool. A woman who worked at Lifeway pulled into the parking lot and looked at the two of us kind of with a smile that was like, bless her heart. (laughs) What is this woman doing here this early? But okay, my day is going to start early. And she walked over to us at the door 
And I, I hung back. I, I thought, I'm going to at least let this woman get inside. But she greeted us. She was so sweet. And she said, how can I help y'all? And so I just told her, yesterday afternoon, I had the best experience. And I was watching James and Betty. And there was a wonderful singer named Kathy Tricoli. And she had her friend, Beth Moore. And they said that Beth had some materials at Lifeway. And I was just really hoping to know, do you think you might have any? And if so, can you point me in the right direction? Because I'd really love to get some. Okay, y'all. Do you ever have that experience in your life when somebody looks at you like, have you lost your mind? Did you have a mind to begin with when you got in your car and you came here this morning? Because the woman was the sweetest thing, but her eyes got big and I thought, what have I done? Did I miss here? Am I not even at the right spot? Is that why there's no line? The woman said, let me show you where Beth's materials are. Well, I was elated. I was so happy. She put her stuff on the counter, and she walked Megan and I, you know, literally, to one half of this door. And it was Bathmore Bible Studies as far as the eye could see. I could not believe it. My eyes filled up with tears. I said, oh my goodness, all of this is Beth Moore? And she just patted me on my shoulder and she said, you just take as much time as you want. I'm just going to put a few things away. I'll turn on the air conditioner. I'll turn on all the lights. <laughs> I was so blessed. I was so thankful to our father that before me, long before me, a sweet sister in Christ had followed the giftings that our father graced her with. And she had dedicated her life to the service, the teaching of the women who would come after her. I could not believe the shelves were filled with Bible study after Bible study after Bible study written by a woman whose story was like mine in that the Lord had totally transformed her. I began praying and I prayed and I prayed and I prayed that the Lord would save something small for me, something small, something where I could use my voice to serve and honor him, to serve and help other women in my generation, to help other sweet sisters learn more about our father, his great, powerful love for his daughters. So that other women's lives could be as transformed as Beth's had been and as mine had been. You cannot tell me that he does not have a gift for you. He does. 
He does, sweet sister. A gift that will fill you with the amount of gratitude and wonder that the gift he has given me has filled me with. This podcast is an example of the gracious gifting of our Father. Not just to me, to all of us. It is nothing short of a miracle. Now, next time when we gather, we will continue by learning specifics about each one of the gifts that Paul shares with us about in Romans chapter 12. I have, (laughs) I have the next step in my personal story in connection with Beth and her ministry to share with you. But that is a story for another day. And I will share it with you when we gather together once again. Until that day, you precious sweet dearies, I am praying for you and I am pulling for you and I am cheering for you. And so now, from me in Texas, that's a wrap. Bye for now.